The 34th annual bike race and ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. At the University of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. It's fun to to think about when I listen to like Catholic Answers Live, for example. Always amazed whenever I hear callers call in and go, you know, I'm not Catholic, yeah. but yet I'm listening to Catholic radio. And I just think to myself, what is it, of all the choices that they could be listening to, uh-huh. what is it about that program that draws them in? even when their own beliefs are challenged by what they may be hearing on that program. You know, especially like when you talk about pro-life and, you know, that's like, hey, we want people who are who are not pro-life call in. And it's just like, really, you can make a program. Like there's people out there listening to a program <laughs> about pro-life and, and they're going to call right. and say, I'm not pro-life and this is why. So I can't help but think, you know, how many people is it reaching that you never knew you know i don't know who directly who i'm helping but i trust that god is going to turn it on and at the right point at the right time on that radio the right person is going to hear it and in some way shape or form i was part of that do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune in to the RPR Network for our Spring Live Drive, which runs Wednesday, May 8th through Friday, May 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Spring Live Drive, contact me, Brett Byler, by calling 605-670-8333. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. It's 10 o'clock. We're live in Bismarck. I'm Father Justin Wall. And I'm Father Josh Wall. And we are the Sons of Thunder! Coming live here in studio in Bismarck, North Dakota. All right, yeah, we're just uh, moving out of the straight talk segment. Thank you all for calling in, writing in. We want to thank Awesome Bits again for being the Catholic dad that we had on and a very, very, very good discussion. Again, everybody, text out, phone out, Facebook out, Twitter out, whatever you out, just get it out. <laughs> that uh, Sons of Thunder are on the air right now, and we're having a great conversation. We got Matt Langsdale from Rochester Catholic Schools with some exciting new changes coming next school year. Matt, principal at St. John the Evangelist at St. Pius X School, will share a few of these things uh, with what's going on with students, teachers, families, and everything else. Matt, welcome to Real Presence Live. Sons of Thunder, how you doing today, buddy? Great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your position, and your school? Yeah, uh, so I'm the principal at St. John St. Pius School, like you said. Um, next year, like you said, we have some changes coming up. So 
I will be the principal of St. John's Middle School next year. We'll be having uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders here in our building. Um, I'm finishing up my second year here as the principal. Um, yeah, you know, a product of Catholic education. I grew up in the uh, Minneapolis area, went to St. Vincent de Paul Catholic School, and um, just love everything about Catholic school. So were you uh, in Catholic school from, like, K through 12 then? Uh, no, I was in K through five at uh, St. Vincent de Paul. Okay, I'm not familiar with that. I'm actually uh, the delegate for the bishop for Catholic education out here in the diocese of Bismarck. So, I, oh great, uh, yeah, I help our presidents and our principals and teachers develop a, or d- uh, deliver a really, really solid product. And I really firmly believe uh, in what our Catholic schools are are doing, at least in our diocese and hopefully across the entire country. So thank you, thank you for your commitment, Matt. Uh, oh, yeah. Sometimes those those positions come with a little less pay, but a lot more eternal reward. Uh, well, how about your schooling? Did you, uh, you must have a master's. Did you, uh, where did you get your education from? I do. Um, yeah, so I got my undergraduate degree from St. Cloud State University in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Um, and then uh, Got my master's degree from Winona State University, and then I went back and got uh, my principal licensure from Winona State University. So just uh, um, almost two master's degrees, but one master's for sure, and then a principal <laughs> license with all the coursework, just without the thesis. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I did the exact same thing. So I had a master's in divinity, and because I did one master's, they didn't require me to do a thesis for my second one in education, which was, you know, when I heard that, I was like, yes! You and me both, yeah. <laughs> so, now, you're talking about a new middle school. What is? Explain what that means to us. Yeah, so uh, right now, the Rochester Catholic Schools has three K-8 to uh, elementary schools and then Lourdes High School. Um, so what we're doing next year is we are taking the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders from Holy Spirit, elementary, or Holy Spirit Catholic School and uh, the students from St. John's Catholic School, and we're, we're merging them together uh, into one uh, middle school building. And then we do have another school that's going to be staying K-8 to for that, that, that other option that parents, uh, parents might be looking for for the child. So are you building a new middle school then out there? We are not. So we have a great downtown location here for our, the St. John's School. It's actually connected to the, the co-cathedral of St. John the Evangelist. Um, okay, is so that we, right in Rochester then? Yeah, right downtown Rochester. The Mayo Clinic is my neighbor okay. here. Yep, yep. I got a good yep. friends down there uh, that uh, work at work at Mayo. Great yeah. city, great hospital. Yeah. yeah, lots of great people working down here. So we do have a lot of great resources around here too. A lot of uh, service opportunities for the kids. Um, That's just, awesome. Yeah, and just just resources that we can take. We can take walking field trips over to the Mayo Clinic and um, Hope Lodge and things like that, where people are getting treatment and they're uh, they're staying here when they they don't really want to. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about that, because, you know, I, we take our kids, you know, to nursing homes and that sort of stuff, but you got that megaton healing hospital right next to you, and I would imagine that's very formative for students to be able to maybe participate in whatever they have going on. Do they reach out to you and have certain programs that they offer? Yeah, so we're lucky enough that a lot of our parents work at the Mayo Clinic, so we tap into their resources. And, oh, that's, that's uh, some wonderful. of our. How many kids do you have in your school? Currently, we have 162 kids in our school, and next year we have 213 enrolled. Wow! And that day we're yeah, talking—that's the junior high. That's the junior high. Yeah. So right now, our, our my the, the campus here at St. John's houses our fifth through eighth grade students, and then the other part of my school, St. Pius, has the preschool through fourth grade. So there is some restructuring going on. We're sending our fifth grade back to St. Pius next year, and then bringing over um, 
the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders from Holy Spirit. And we're doing a, we're doing that too over in Bismarck here with the academy and the new high school. We're building a new high school and turning the old high school into a junior high. So there's a lot of shifting. I think a lot of people are starting to kind of rethink education, how we can do it better. I'll tell you what's really neat, Matt, is that uh, we're building um, a massive facility here for the new St. Mary's Central High School in northern Bismarck, and uh, it's not completely a one-to-one replica because our chapel um, is actually almost designed after Notre Dame's Basilica. It's going to be unbelievable, (laughs) but the school itself uh, is predominantly your architectural plans for your high school lords. Yeah, you're you're not going to find a better... Well, that's what everybody's saying, the design of it. And, I mean, I'm obviously, you know, it's being built as we speak, and I've seen the architectural plans, but it's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, you pull up, it doesn't look like a high school. It's, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. So can you tell us a little bit about Lourdes. Are you familiar with that school? You know, what do they got going on there? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of familiar with it. My, How many uh, kids do they have at it, Matt? They have, I'm, you know what, I'm going to take a wild guess here. They have um, around 400 students there. Okay, about um, 100 per class then. Yep, yep, give or take. Um, so, I mean, there's, they're, they're really, really, they're strong in academics, they're strong in athletics, they're strong in fine arts. Um, their, uh, their drum line, I think, just won the state championship, and they were competing at the world championships the other day, last wow. weekend. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was a so. bass drummer in our our marching band. Uh, my no, brother, father, yeah, I was. No, a I, I, I was. And then it, <laughs> now we get an argument, everybody. No, I was. We both, father Josh and I played a sousaphone, but I played for one year. I played. Uh, he wasn't bass, very bass good. Bass That's it, then they kicked me out. <laughs> you just give me a little bit of time to get to it. So yeah, ladies uh, and gentlemen, you're listening to Real Presence Live, and we are your hosts, Father Justin Waltz, and Father Josh Waltz, brothers in blood, brothers in the priesthood, and we're talking to Matt Langsdale here out in the Rochester Catholic School System. Matt, thank you for being on with us today. We want to ask you just a few more questions about what you got going on out there. Uh, how will the changes that you've been talking about affect the students' educational experience, in your opinion? Well, we're bringing a couple of different things in. So, um, you know, we met as a group and we wanted to figure out um, how do we, like, our, our, our mission is to educate the, or to develop the spiritual, social, emotional, and academic growth of all students. So when we looked at uh, bringing the students together for the middle school, we thought that this would be a way that we could meet all four of those areas to grow the whole child, not just the test score and not just the academics. And not, I mean, to, to get all four areas met. Um, so we have a couple of different programs going on. So we do have, um, people are used to the traditional way of education, um, you know, sitting in rows, sitting in, in the classroom, the teachers teach, the students learn, um, but we're also bringing in a, a new program called the Summit Learning Program, um, so we're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of um, startup work to get that going, but that's, that's a lot of project-based learning, um, yeah. so students are, um, you know, doing, finding the information for themselves instead of the teachers just giving the students the information. They'll guide them along the way. They'll do full class lessons. They'll do small group lessons. Um, students will have the projects they're working on, and it'll, it really allows the students to learn at the level that's appropriate to them. That, that kind of reminds me of you know, what they're doing over at Christ the King with the Montessori program. Uh, Montessori is a lot of project-based stuff, so letting the kid kind of learn. Christ the King is over in Mandan, North Dakota, right. for all of you that okay. may not be from the area. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've had they've experienced uh, amazing. You know, the the school is kind of on the verge of closing, and now they have a they had a seventy kid wait list, um, and it was just all because there's a, it's a different model of education. I think we as we as Catholics really need to re 
rethink education. Um, yeah. We, we, you know, we've been do we've kind of been influenced so much by the public school system, which we don't need to be like. Well, no, and I mean, if you look at Catholicism, it always influenced the culture. It was never it, it formed the culture. It was never formed by the culture. And so I think it's time that we start doing something different, and that's gonna that'll be a draw for people because right I now they're it. look they're you know they're looking at what we're doing and they're saying, well, you know, it kind of is a lot like the public school system. So why would I pay three to five thousand dollars to go to your school when I can go and get it for free? Right. Yeah. We think we we need to be more than just the uh, just the school that wears uniforms and goes to church. Yeah, you exactly. got it. <laughs> yeah. On those lines, though, Matt, talk a little bit about the spiritual formation you know, that goes on in your school. Yeah, so, um, you know, it, we're like most Catholic schools. We do, we do go to church once a week. Uh, we have religion classes every day. Uh, we learn about the sacraments. We learn different prayers. So we learn about uh, different ways to pray. Um, we, we, have, we actually have a lot of students that step up and ask for more prayer and more spiritual formation. They lead that through a... We have a class that we do called Genius Hour where students need to... Uh, they come up with a, come up with their own idea and we give them a rubric and we we help them along the way but it's really their idea and it, the two rules behind that are it needs to follow the teachings of the Catholic Church and if you can google the answer it's not worth doing um, <laughs> it's great so <laughs> so um, yeah so we actually had a student this year step up that wanted to learn more about adoration so she uh, she met with the with the uh, with Monsignor man at our at our church here and um, put together a plan for teaching the students more about adoration and, and putting together a prayer class or a prayer room in the building for students that you know don't necessarily want to go out for recess, um, but want to you know have more spiritual opportunities during the day. I so, I and I've said this on this show now for over a year and a half, but I am absolutely convicted that not only just the priesthood, because I mean, we've talked about that numerous times where the great majority of priests right now, and certainly seminarians in seminary, we'll probably talk about that in Catholic, Catholic Lives Matter with the guys here today, but, but, but it's adoration. You know, priests doing holy hours, seminarians doing holy hours, but the laity as well. The massive uh, amount of inspiration and communion that comes from Jesus uh, in, in that you know, very simple but intimate prayer with him is the driving force, in my opinion, behind the renewal of the church. And you're you're seeing a lot of it. I mean, here you have this student, you know, at your school that clearly is inspired by the Holy Spirit to study it a little bit more. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm assuming it was very well received by the student body. Oh yeah, yeah, we got we got the uh, the the youth ministers, youth pastors, and stuff involved, and they were playing music for us and. It was it was really it was great it was great to see the that's first the thing, time we did it. When you think about it, I mean, if you have faith in the real presence and you know that that's actually Christ Himself, mm. it, 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 even with kids, you know, it's like they they get quiet, they're reverent. You have this beautiful service going on, and it, it, you're in front of God. Yep. You know, how could that possibly bring you anything but absolute? And you know, and, the, and the fact I, I just love the fact that it was you know she initiated it. Yeah, I think correct. So, so often in, in in our schools we're like telling kids what to do, and they never learn how to initiate. You know, that's why the project based learning I think is such a great idea. Right. Yeah, we want kids to be able to explore that. We know that they have all that stuff in them. We just we want to get it out of them and. Uh, not just have them sit in rows and listen to us talk to them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for sure. I couldn't agree more. I think there's, uh, you know, as I said before, the idea of, of rethinking education, this is certainly one of the ways to do it. I think you guys are doing a great job. Um, I want to thank you for being on the air with us. Any last, you know, thought you want to add? Uh, no, I just, you know, I, 
we'd love to have uh, more kids in our school, and we'd you know have more families involved, more more community members involved. We're doing great things, and just uh, love to have people come over and ask us some questions, and you know come over and take a tour of the building. And uh, you know if anybody from Fargo is ever visiting, they can give me a call. They can come on over and see what we're doing. Um, I can set them up with uh, Lord High School as well. They can see what that what your building is going to look like in the end. That's um, awesome. Well, yeah. thanks thanks for all you're doing, Matt. You're doing a great job. Keep keep uh, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and yep. everybody's listening out there. If you're in the Rochester area, I can testify to the fact as an educator that obviously Matt here is doing a great job. I'm sure his teachers are doing an absolutely outstanding job. You already heard about adoration, student-driven driven in the middle school. You got one of the nicest high schools in the country, of course, until Bismarck finishes theirs. <laughs> uh, but, but, but look into Catholic education. There is, for certain in the upper Midwest, a renewal going on right now in Catholic ed. Uh, that that you want to be a part of. It's good for your kids. It's worth the sacrifice. Matt, thank you uh, for being on the air with us this morning. It's time for another quick break, everybody. But coming up, we are going to go around the area in a 10-minute tour of local events with Mike. He does a great job of it. People have so been waiting all morning. All tune morning. in. All coming up on Real Presence Live. <laughs> This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune in to the RPR Network for our Spring Live Drive, which runs Wednesday, May 8th through Friday, May 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Spring Live Drive, contact me, Brett Byler, by calling 605-670-8333. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Rapid City Catholic Schools welcomes you to the 39th Annual Mayfest Auction and Dinner Saturday, May 4th at the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center's LaCroix Hall starting at 5 p.m. The event's theme is An Evening in Paris, and there will be a live and silent auction with hundreds of great items where all registered bidders will be entered in a drawing for one student to receive one year of free tuition. Event tickets are $65. For more information, contact Liz at 605-348-1477. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two. 
because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Morning, everyone. Mike Kidrowski here. The, the Sons of Thunder taking a break, a well-deserved break this morning. I'm here to lead you through the 10-minute tour. And there is, aha, there is Aaron's car. He's going to chase us around the network. We start with the Silver Rose program in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, Saints, Ann and Yoakum. Good morning, Matt. Are you there? Yes, I am. Good Go morning. ahead. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. And tell us about the good news coming from uh, Saints Anne and Yoakum in Fargo. Perfect. Well, the good news is we have the Silver Rose Prayer Service, which is to honor the Blessed Virgin under her title of Our Lady of Guadalupe, Patroness of the Americas. And the program is to honor Our Lady and express the unity of the Order, but also reaffirm the Order's dedication to the sanctity of human life. So what will be happening is on Tuesday, April 30th at 7 p.m. at St. Anne Joachim in our Magnificat Chapel, we will be having the Silver Rose Prayer Service. And during the service, the Rose and Father Paul Ducher will process in. Then we will have the Rosary with the Glorious Mysteries. Then we will go through the Liturgy of the Word. We'll have a reading from 1 Corinthians and a reading from the Gospel of Luke. Then we will have to do an act of consecration, and then finally we will have a final blessing. What a wonderful program the Knights of Columbus from uh, St. Anne's and Yoakum is putting on. And again, that date is uh, April 30th, Tuesday, April 30th at 7 p.m. in the Magnificat Chapel in uh, at St. Anne's, Saints Anne and Yoakum Parish in Fargo, North Dakota. Well, God bless uh, you, uh, Matt, and the Knights of Columbus. Uh, you uh, extend my thanks to them for all the work and dedication to our church. And, uh, Matt, anything else to add? You, we have a few seconds. Um, just we invite as many people to come and enjoy this program as possible. Thank you, Mike, and have a good Holy Week. Yes, and you too, uh, Matt. Ha- have a good Holy Week to you as well. And uh, now we go to uh, Gillette, Wyoming. Uh, that is St. Matthew's Church in Gillette, Wyoming. And uh, how is the Holy Spirit working in your life? Find out by attending Awaken the Spirit Evangelization Retreat at St. Matthew's Catholic Church in Gillette. This is April 26th to 28th. What you should bring, an open heart and an open mind. Everything else will be provided. The cost is $50 per person, which includes meals and a t-shirt, and scholarships are available. Now, to learn more, call Marla at 307-680-6911. And again, that's a spirit evangelization retreat at St. Matthew's Church in Gillette, Wyoming. And uh, going on now to Bismarck, the spring, <coughs> the spring band concert finale. <coughs> Excuse me, the St. Mary Central High School Instrumental 
Music Department in Bismarck invites you to attend their Spring Band Concert Finale Monday, April 29th at 7 p.m. <clears throat> this is the last Spring High School Band Concert to be performed at the St. Mary's Central High School Gym. You will not want to miss this historic event featuring our jazz ensemble, concert bands, a few small ensembles, and Father Thomas Grassford. Get this, ladies and gentlemen. Father Tom Grassgard as their special guest conductor. You're not want, you don't want to miss that. Admission is free with a reception to follow. So this is St. Mary Central High School uh, Spring Band Concert Finale, Monday, April 29th at 7 p.m. We're on to Rapid City. Uh, Rapid City, we have Sue on the phone. Good morning, Sue. How are you? Good morning. I'm very good. Thank you. Uh, great. Thank you for uh, joining us on Real Presence Live. You're here to talk to us about the Rachel's Vineyard Retreat, correct? Yes, yes. The retreat is coming up in about 10 days. So we wanted to reach out again and just invite everyone who's been affected by abortion, whether they had an abortion or they helped someone else have an abortion or maybe even a, a, a son or daughter, grandchild, or grandparent had, a, had an abortion that is affecting their lives and, and making things difficult for them. Yes, and uh, and Sue, this uh, retreat is being held. Uh, what dates? Is it coming up in April? April twenty-sixth through the twenty-eighth in the Rapid City area. And anyone that's interested or uh, in need of of help and healing can call Carol at six zero five three seven four five six three nine and. Now, Carol, um, she understands and she cares, and so please call her. Yes, and what a what a great great event uh, you folks have put on in Rapid City. This is Rachel's Vineyard Weekend Retreat, which will be held April 26th through 28th in Rapid City. Uh, registration will need to be uh, completed by April 22nd. It says. But please call Carol now. She's ready to take your call. And that number is 605-374-5639. Thank you very much, Sue. You have a, whole, uh, a blessed Holy Week. Well, thank you so much. And please know that, that many people are praying for this retreat and that God's mercy is just waiting to be given. Yes, thank wonderful, you. Sue. Thank you very much for joining us. Now we go to Superior, Wisconsin. We have the Divine Mercy Sunday celebration coming up at the Cathedral of Christ the King. And we have Dave on the phone from Superior, Wisconsin. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. And welcome to Real Presence Live. Uh, tell us what's happening on Divine Mercy Sunday up in Superior. Well, we, we have this celebration every year on Divine Mercy Sunday. And it's from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, there are confessions offered. We have two priests um, during that time. We have Eucharistic adoration during that time. We have a rosary at 1.30. We do a litany of the Divine Mercy at 2.30. There's benediction at 2.50. And then at 3 o'clock, the hour of mercy, we, we do the chaplet of Divine Mercy. 
And it's really important because, as, as it's stated in one of the opening prayers of the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, it's an ocean of mercy that's available to us. Wonderful. What a great event. Uh, you know, that's a special weekend, uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. And uh, again, this is a celebration at the Cathedral of Christ the King in Superior, Wisconsin. Can you give yes. us uh, this, uh, the, uh, the date again and the times? Okay. It's, it's on Sunday, April 28th. It's from 1 o'clock in the afternoon to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We are at 1111 Belknap Street in Superior. The church is handicapped accessible. And again, it's from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And at the same time, don't be afraid if you see a lot of cars because our chicken dinner is going on at the same time. That's an annual event, so you could do both. But come, come for the Lord's mercy. And we remember the words of St. Faustina, Jesu Ufam Tobie, Jesus, I trust in you. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Dave, for joining us all the way from Thank Superior, you. Wisconsin. And have a blessed Holy Week, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Well, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour. We feature this every Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we'd be very happy to feature it. Now it's time for our next break of the morning. The Sons of Thunder will be back uh, with your finale for today's show. And coming up, we have Deacon Gregory Crane of the Bismarck Diocese will tell us about his anticipation and joy of ordina ordination to the priesthood and later around the world in 60 seconds to find out what's happening in our Catholic world and the Catholic Lives Matter. You don't want to miss it. The Sons of Thunder will be coming up shortly. Again, uh, they, they are on a, a well-deserved break. And thank you very much for joining us on the 10-minute tour on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with more of the Sons of Thunder show. God bless you. Have a blessed Holy Week, everyone. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune in to the RPR Network for our Spring Live Drive, which runs Wednesday, May 8th through Friday, May 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Spring Live Drive, contact me, Brett Byler, by calling 605-670-8333. At the University of Mary, we offer a world-class education that's truly affordable. 99% of our students receive scholarships, and we offer a groundbreaking year-on-campus option to earn your bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four. That means less cost, less debt, and a tremendous boost in your lifetime earnings. For these reasons and more, we're the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. Discover more at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. 
Rochester Catholic Schools welcomes you to an all-new Hearts of Gold, Friday, April 26th, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the brand new Hilton in downtown Rochester. The event's theme is Cirque in the City, and there will be a cocktail party atmosphere with cuisine available at several unique food stations, plus a VIP hour at 5.30. Individual tickets and host table options are available by visiting rcsmn.org backslash hearts of gold. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back, everybody. We want to thank Mike for the 10-minute tour. And I'm Father Justin Waltz. I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. That never gets old. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for being on with us. we got a real special guest that is literally right now trying to uh, phone in from Munich, Germany, Deacon Gregory Crane, who was just uh, ordained a deacon in St. Peter's Basilica uh, this last October, November. I actually had my whole parish over there for that ordination because we had Mr. Brandon Wolf, uh, now Deacon Brandon Wolf, uh, from the parish, um, who was also ordained in the Mass. Just a, absolutely extraordinary, everybody. If you have an opportunity uh, to be able to go to an ordination at all, I mean, if, I mean, really, all you need to do is probably just look up, you know, ordination dates or call the diocese, be at your cathedral with the bishop. Uh, they're just the most moving uh, events that you could possibly go to. The amount of grace and the Holy Spirit and just excitement about what's happening with the man being ordained, his family, and of course, uh, all the lay faithful that are involved. But we are waiting for Deacon Crane to get through from Munich, Germany, uh, as he is, uh, I don't know what he's doing in Munich, Germany. We're going to find, all, <laughs> find out. He's well, sure, uh, sure as heck not in Rome where he's supposed right, to be We're going to phone Rome, but <laughs> anyway, he's calling in from Munich, Germany. In the meantime, we've got four outstanding seminarians here uh, in studio which we're going to be talking to extensively uh, later about seminary formation uh, and and what's happening in the church right now. But if you guys can think of the most exciting part of your formation right now, what would it be? Man, there's a most exciting part. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) 
Maybe well, some of the apostolates you do, though. I mean, you guys got a lot of, like, apostolic ministries yeah, that you're yeah. involved in. in so it's not just study. It's not just, you know, the, the, the prayer routine. But you're out in the community, right? Yeah. No, for, for me, one of the best parts of seminary life so far has been that parish life, getting to know. Because, I mean, that's what we're training for, to be parish priests. Is exactly. Be involved with the families. I know back in St. Louis, we're associated with the parish. Get close with a bunch of families. You know, go out. I was just at this past Friday at one of their families. They have a couple little kids there in their middle school play and getting to get involved in the family life, bringing just, yeah, as you were saying earlier on the show, that one of the greatest blessings for a priest is to have a good families in their lives to be able to start getting out into that. So it's not as you said, just studying or... Right. I can definitely to testify to that. Pastoral that. life. It's great. The great gift of just the, the Catholic laity into the priest's life and hopefully the gift of the priesthood back in uh, to the life of the lady. That's actually one of the big scandals right now with, with the scandal. Mm. Is that it's not, that's just simply not true. You know, when you have a healthy priest, at the end of the day, like it's a complementarity that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Father, when you say the most exciting thing going on in the seminary formation right now, it, that's really the right word for it is exciting because <laughs> you, people don't always you know, hear the good side of, of what's going on in the church right now. But when you look at our seminary formation, it is exciting because we have all the components of, of what it takes to make a good priest happening in, in seminaries right now. We have good human formation, good spiritual formation, good pastoral formation. And, you know, the, the church is suffering right now, but there's something that that um, appeals to men, especially right now, because it feels like there's something that we can do that sets us apart as men, that we don't just have to go along with this culture, but that there's something different that we're called to. There's something great that we're called to. And we're going to get back to that in a little bit, Paul. But now, live all the way from Munich, Germany, Deacon Gregory Crane. Are you on the phone, Deacon Crane? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> uh, hey, Come on, man. Uh, we want more energy. Are you hanging out You hanging out at the Augustaner uh, or something? Or what's going on over there? Am I hanging out with who? The Augustaner. Are you having a cold one? <laughs> yeah, well, this afternoon we may have. Yes, right outside of the, uh, right in Marion Plots, right in downtown Munich. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It pretty great, cool. great having you on, buddy. Thanks for calling in, everybody. We've got a new segment coming on, hopefully in the future, called Phone Rome. Today it's Phone Munich, Gregory Crane. Uh, uh, well, I'm glad right. I was able to get through. Thanks for having me on, you guys. What are you, Thanks, what are you, what are you, what are you doing in Munich, Germany? So actually, uh, a friend yeah, of mine, uh, another, <laughs> another deacon and myself, we wanted to go and see some of the places um, connected with the life of Pope Benedict, since he's had a big influence on us just while we've been studying theology. So we've been talking about doing this for a while, and, uh, and we finally got the chance. So we had a little time off for Easter break here, and so we came up here. We saw a bunch of spots this morning, actually. Today is the Pope's birthday. The Pope and Benedict? Turning, you know, Pope Benedict, he's turning oh. 92. And every year on his birthday, it's a little cultish, but it's kind of cool. Every year on his birthday, um, a group of people gathers at his house at the time he was born, 4.15 a.m. Very German they do of a little, <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> and they do a little prayer service, and they renew their baptismal promises, because he was baptized the same day he was born. Uh, and then they process over to the parish church where he was baptized, and they and they do a little prayer in front of the baptismal font. So we had to do that this morning. It did mean that we had to wake up at like 3 a.m. So it's uh, it's been a full day so far. But now we're in Munich, and and uh, 
I'm heading back to Rome for the next few days to be with our University of Mary students for the Triduum. So, um, yeah. so it's going to be great. Were you able to, uh, and I forget, I, I want to say it's uh, possibly St. Peter's in Munich, and it was yeah, Pope I, Benedict's I, church. It's a huge Baroque. It's the most beautiful church I've ever been in in my life. It's not as big oh, as yeah. the greats, but it yeah. is unbelievable. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's magnificent. You're right. It's beautiful on the inside. Peter, I think they call it St. Peter's Kirka. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. And we were we were actually just there for mass this afternoon. So. Well, that's wonderful. You know, well, okay, Deacon yeah. Crane, we want to get on to your ordination. Okay, uh, I you got to be you got <laughs> you got to be excited for it. Uh, what, what are your expectations about being ordained to being a priest? Well, you know, I'm I'm. Uh, it's bittersweet wrapping up seminary. I'll be honest. You know, it's like, uh, um, you know, I've I've met a, a lot of good men in seminary. I've had a good formation in seminary, I think kind of like what Paul was talking about just a few moments ago, uh, but there's there's no way getting around the excitement of coming back home and um, and being back in the diocese and getting to minister. Uh, one, of, one of the greatest joys for me this year has been getting to be involved with the University of Mary uh, Study Abroad program as a deacon, so... Um, you know, uh, uh, going over there once a week, being a deacon at Mass, getting to preach, uh, just getting to walk with the students on their pilgrimage during the semester in Rome, um, to go on the retreat with them to Assisi. And the tough part about still being a student <laughs> and also being uh, clergy already, maybe you guys, fathers, you can speak to this as well, it, It's you're really torn, you know, like... Uh, yeah, it's fun to be getting your feet wet doing ministry, but at the same time, you're a full-time student as well, so you have to be doing classes. So I'm excited right. just to be able to come home and just focus all in on on ministry, and in a particular way, Father, with you up in my yeah, I, I was gonna oh, say, We can't wait to have you. I was going to say, how about your, your future pastor here? He's a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> real hard to live with. Oh, uh, I hear great things about my future pastor. Uh, he'll be a great man. To <laughs> I've heard he's like a saint in North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, it was great having you on. I wish we could have had you longer, but uh, yeah. have safe travels, and we're looking forward to having you back home. Ladies and gentlemen, Thanks. live from Munich, Deacon Gregory Crane. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Father. It's great to All be right. here, and looking forward to seeing you in a couple months. God bless, man. Thank you, Deacon, for being on with us. We have to step away for our final break this morning. Stick with us because it's our favorite segment of the morning around the world in 60 seconds in Catholic Lives Matter. Don't go anywhere as Real Presence Live continues next. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you want your business's message to be heard by a dedicated audience during one of our biggest on-air fundraisers of the year? Tune in to the RPR Network for our Spring Live Drive, which runs Wednesday, May 8th through Friday, May 10th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a family reunion as we bring you great stories of how the Lord has touched the people you know through Catholic Radio. To become a sponsor of the Spring Live Drive, contact me, Brett Byler, by calling 605-670-8333. 
France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labarade Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594. Tune in for special programming throughout Holy Week and the beginning of Easter. Beginning Holy Thursday, you'll hear many special programs, including Stations of the Cross with Mother Angelica, Solemn Mass of the Lord's Supper live from the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., the Commemoration of Our Lord's Passion live from Rome with Pope Francis, the Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday Masses from Rome and the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, and many other Holy Week meditations and retreats. Prayerfully enter our special Holy Week and Easter programming Thursday, April 18th through Monday, April 22nd. Rapid City Catholic Schools welcomes you to the 39th Annual Mayfest Auction and Dinner Saturday, May 4th at the Rushmore Plaza Civic Center's LaCroix Hall starting at 5 p.m. The event's theme is An Evening in Paris, and there will be a live and silent auction with hundreds of great items where all registered bidders will be entered in a drawing for one student to receive one year of free tuition. Event tickets are $65. For more information, contact Liz at 605-348-1477. The 34th Annual Bike Race and Ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody, as we roll on into the end of this show. I'm Father Justin Wall. I'm Father Joshua. And we are the Sons of Thunder. And we're going to take you around the world to hear about event, events impacting Catholics near, far, showcasing each one of them. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy signed a bill to authorize medically assisted suicide into state law on Friday. Murphy signed the medical bill for dying of the terminally ill act into law on April 15th as one New Jersey bishop pledged to continue to pro- oppose the dangerous new law. Oppose it because he's wicked! Former NFL player turned megachurch pastor Derwin Gray has spoken out about the church's support of a pregnancy resource center, was inspired by his own mother's decision to choose life. Hero on the field and off the field, we're We're all on the same team, brother. brother. North Dakota bans common abortion procedure, Fargo, North Dakota. North Dakota governors signed into law Wednesday a bill that outlaws the common abortion procedure known as dilation and evacuation. Mississippi and West Virginia also outlawed the procedure. Boom! Viva North Dakota! Paris, France, firefighters in Paris are battling the fire and now have finished putting out the fire of the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris, which threatens, uh, which is Europe's oldest and most recognizable Catholic cathedral. The cause of the fire remains unknown because Christ is still suffering. suffering. We stand stand together together in these trials. trials. Oh, I nailed it! I love when I nail it. I love when I nail that thing that's so hard to get down right to the last second. This is our most favorite segment of the entire show, of course, aside from the one with the bishop at the beginning. So you know what time it is. It's time to get real with Catholic Lives Matter. 
So we're going to start out talking a little bit today about <clears throat> Notre Dame and seeing a little symbolism between the burning of the, the cathedral and, and what's going on in the church right now. I think there can be a few little uh, parallels that we can drive. But first, <clears throat> just so everybody knows, uh, there was some good news this morning. I don't know if you heard about it. But uh, the stained glass windows, which are absolutely exquisite, uh, are still intact. There might so the crown of yeah, the crown of thorns was uh, losing that. It survived. Uh, also, the seminarians told me that the blessed sacrament was uh, also survived. So, yeah, the chief of the chaplain of the fire department ran into there and grabbed the crown of thorns and the blessed sacrament. No, I mean, imagine you're going to yeah. risk your life for the crown oh, yeah. of thorns. But I mean, if I'm the pastor of the place, I'm going right into the burning. I'm not going to be the pastor that was responsible for losing the crown of thorns. <laughs> that would you would. That's like the infamous Father Justin death. Pierre Waltz. You know, <laughs> lost the crown of thorns, 2019. Because he was a loser. <laughs> yeah, right. It wouldn't run into the burning building. He was too concerned about himself. The other, the other things, um, the the other thing that was saved was the organ, uh, which is one of the biggest organs in Europe. It has over eight thousand uh, pipes. Probably one of the. the we're, they're still searching for the cause of the fire, but. The roof of, of Notre Dame was nicknamed the forest when they, when they built it in the 12th century because there is so much wood up there. They, they estimate that there is 52 acres of trees up in the roof <clears throat> of Notre Dame. So when you saw that thing burning, that is part of the reason. That wood uh, it was definitely dry because it was 800 years old. <laughs> and uh, once a spark hit that thing, uh, it, was, it was just downhill from there. But the, the major things, the major artworks, the relics, the Blessed Sacrament, the stained glass, the huge facade uh, is still standing intact. So what we have is a broken down cathedral, but uh, still, still intact enough to be rebuilt. Praise God. And, and when I saw that, that, that's where I was really sitting back, and I'm like, that is kind of an image right now. Uh, the church in Europe uh, is even struggling more, but I, I think right now, the, if you say Catholic Church, people think America <clears throat> because of everything that's going on with the scandals. And I think that you know, one of the things that uh, President Macron, he said that they vow to rebuild the church, and people have already been giving hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to the rebuilding of Notre Dame. And I think that what, we, what we're made to see here is <clears throat> the structure, the bare bones of the church is, is still exposed. The, the, the substance of the church has been burnt to the ground and is lying in rubble. And uh, I've said on this show before, uh, I, I was talking to our men who are in seminary formation, and I was quoting another vocation director. He said, men, I commend you because right now the church is burning to the ground and you are running inside. And I think what, what he meant by that is with all the scandal, with all the craziness that's going on in the church, <clears throat> there's still these men who are coming forward. And we also have to remember, too, that the, the church is a, visible, a physical manifestation of an invisible reality, which is the mystical body of Christ. And, and even, even as the church burned, you know, I think it was reminded as people, it evoked faith. You know, it, it, you know, some people were crying, but there were so many people singing the Ave Maria. And it was a, it was a symbol to me that this church, the physical church that we have, we, we, you know, as we've said in the tradition of the Catholic Church, that we have no lasting city. You know, we're focused on what is to come. And even though the building is destroyed, the faith is not. And if we, you know, if the persecution that my brother and I have talked about, if it keeps coming, we may lose our churches. We may lose the physical structures. We might lose our lives. We might lose our lives, but it's, this, this life is not the focus. You know, and, and even as you hear you know, the president and the people of France, they're, they're interested in rebuilding a monument. 
right? A monument. <clears throat> That's the secular culture. What are we interested in rebuilding? <coughs> yes, the church, the physical structure, but more so we're, we're, we're looking at rebuilding the faith of the people. And so the skeleton of the church, I think, in America the, the, this, you know, the burning of Notre Dame, we see the skeleton left. The, the remnants of the church are left there, and they are the strength. It's the rock foundation that is still standing in Notre Dame. Hmm. And I believe that in our own, our own church, <clears throat> yes, it burned to the ground with the scandal. And it will continue to burn. But the strength, the rock is still intact in America, and we, re, we will rebuild that. And uh, one of our seminarians, Paul Gardner, you were speaking to that specifically in formation. Maybe just reiterate that a little bit, because we had to cut you off, because we finally got Deacon Crane on, and we had such a short time with him. So maybe just to reiterate that. Yeah, Father, especially at this time in the church, you know, it's really, it really is tough to see everything that's going on in the church, um, the scandals. Um, and it's a tough time to be a seminarian. It's There's definitely the days where I, where I look in the mirror and say, like, are, am I really doing this? Am I really running into this burning church, as you, as you, you know, pointed out? That's a, it's a To get perfect, the crown of thorns. Right, to get the crown of thorns. Um, and, yeah, when I think about, you know, this, this tragedy in Paris, obviously my heart goes out to the people of France, um, this iconic structure that they had. Um, but it, it does serve as a beautiful image for us, especially as seminarians, because particularly because of the things that were that were preserved, the beautiful window, this beautiful organ, and then the Eucharist. Um, and a lot of that really speaks to the heart of men who are in seminary right now, because the source and summit of the Christian life is pre- is preserved. That that will never be taken away from us. We always have the gift of the Lord's presence, and that's the most important thing. That cannot be taken away. Um, but also the beauty of the church, the, the, the beautiful, mm. iconic window, which just, I, I mean, I've only ever seen pictures of it, but even the pictures take my right. breath away. Yeah. And it, you, you can think, like, even, in the, in, even at the worst, even at the church's worst, we still have what's so beautiful, what still compels the heart of man to, to think, no, there must be something more than this, medi- this mediocre life. Well, even, is- even the fact that more people visit Notre Dame than they do the Eiffel Tower. Right, because they're drawn to beauty, right? And right. I, I think, though, that you guys are really tapping in on something. I love how things just emerge on this show, and what I'm hearing, like, I mean, if you just think of, like, the, how God works with symbolism, right? The Blessed Sacrament was saved. Obviously, the Crown of Thorns is saved, but the stained glass window should have burned and cracked, but, the, you know, the, 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 the prism that light flows into the church, you know, how does light flow into the soul through the gospel? That's <coughs> preserved. The rock foundation did not burn, crumble, or was even affected. So the pillars of the church are there, and it will be rebuilt. You almost wonder if the thing didn't happen is a symbolic reality to the lay faithful that says the Lord is acting, and we're going to rebuild. You know, it reminds me of the psalm when he says, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth and the treasures of the world are going to flow in. You know, these billionaires coming forward saying, here's 300 million rebuild. They're singing the Ave Maria. That brought me to tears watching that on Fox News last night. I'm sitting here. I love the French. I've been there, and they're just a marvelous people. And watching them, you know, bonded together, sitting there singing the Ave Maria as we have the secular media calling it a monument. And I'm like, no, maybe... Just maybe this is going to unite the faithful. And people are going to be like, you know what? You know, we need to start paying more attention to our faith. We just lost the church, a massive, beautiful church. Well, and, and the fact that it was iconic. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you said, you know, name me three Catholic churches oh, absolutely. In, the, in the world, you're going to say St. Peter's Basilica. You're probably going to say Notre Dame and maybe St. Patrick's, you know, if you're an American. Yep, but yep. The, this was, it was the iconic. And the other thing I, <clears throat> I always think of is, 
if you look, the Blessed Virgin Mary, if you look throughout history, she's always interceding. Yep. So there's going to come a point where she can't intercede anymore. And th- then the hand of God is coming, and she has to pull back. But there's always these signs from Mary about repentance. And this is, I mean, I couldn't, when I was watching it burn, I was like, this is Our Lady trying to intercede, saying, the church is burning, but don't worry. Like, it's, the, the, the Rock Foundation will survive. So, I mean, there's, there's so much you could take away from this. We are a people of hope, <laughs> for sure. Um, I think that Notre Dame is an, is an incredible uh, historical place, but even more so, it's just right now, it's symbolic of the heart of the church. So as we work out of this symbolism, Ben, tell us as a, as a man that hopefully, God willing, will be ordained someday, real quickly, uh, your zeal for the salvation of souls and where you see the future of the priesthood going with the Catholic <laughs> faithful. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Father. Um, well, th- this is really interesting for uh, for me because I this is my first year uh, here in theology. So this is the first we- year I get to wear clerics. And uh, so I go around and I look like a priest. And the first thing that I do when I get to seminary is hear about this massive waves of, waves of the scandal in the church. <coughs> and they kept preaching about it over and over and over. And so the first thing I was bombarded with when I put on the collar was how how difficult it is and how, 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 how priests have failed. And at first you would think that they would really discourage me to run to this burning church. But actually what it did is it really checks your purity of intention. Why am I here? I'm not here um, to be popular. I'm not here because people like me. I'm here, as you said, for the salvation of souls. And if anything, it actually inspired me uh, even more in my formation to be formed as a good, holy, Catholic, and joyful priest and not be in it for the gain or for personal pleasure. And, that, and that's an awesome. Uh, folks, if you want to know the, the hearts and the intentions of our men in, in formation, you just heard it. This is a purifying fire for us, and, uh, and it's changing hearts, and I think it's having the exact opposite effect that the devil wanted. The devil mm-hmm. thought it would run, chase people away. In fact, when, when people see this, they say, that's not the priesthood. We want to show you what the priesthood mm-hmm. is, and it purifies our intention. Fel- uh, fellas, I want to thank you for being on. Mom, thanks for being in studio. We've had a great show. I want to throw it to our production assistant for a preview of the next show. You got it. Thanks, guys. We're looking forward to a great show. Brad Gray and Roxanne Solonen will be our host tomorrow. Emmerich Erickson will share with us how the Lord brought him through hardships he faced, ultimately leading him back into the Catholic Church. Also, call in with your questions for Monsignor Gregory Schlesman in the Straight Talk Call-In segment. Then in the second hour, Christy Collins, the associate to the Director of Family Ministry for the Bismarck Diocese, will share one way on how we can praise God for the gift of life. And Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth will talk to us about the beauty of sacred music and an upcoming workshop that will help you learn more about music in the liturgy. All that coming up tomorrow on Real Presence Live. Right back to you guys. Thanks a lot, Aaron, and welcome to the Real Presence Live team. It's been great working with you. You guys, we always have these production assistants in the background, and they're running uh, all of our breaks, and they're keeping us on the air and keeping it clear into your radio or wherever you're listening from. So we want to thank all the people behind the scenes that are helping us out because this is not the fake news, but it's the good news, and we are the megahorn of the Holy Spirit you're on the, a, you've been <laughs> on the radio airwaves. You've been in Waltz's world here <laughs> for, uh, for uh, an entire show. We had two hours. Incredible. It's, it, like you said, Father Justice, it's so incredible to watch a show unfold. You know, we, have, we set stuff up. We have the schedule, and then we, we set off on the show and just let the Holy Spirit guide it. I think some beautiful stuff has come up, especially you know, the symbolism that kind of came about as we were talking of, of the, the burning of Notre Dame. And, uh, just, we're, we're a people of hope, as I said before. We're people of the resurrection, so... 
when we see something terrible happen within the church, we know that there's always going to be suffering. We know that there's always going to be difficulties, but there is always going to be resurrection. We want everybody to. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to Real Presence Live, the Sons of Thunder show. We want to thank all of our guests that have been on. We will be on next month. So put it on your calendars. It's uh, usually the same Tuesday every month, and we look forward to being with you again. Until then, I'm Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Josh Waltz. And we are the Sons of Thunder. We'll see you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.